As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hello and welcome to Last Jedi on the Left podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron, and I'm joined by Mark. Hello. And uh, yeah, we've... Uh, with another person who, like I say, I've got, got in touch with online and we've sort of spoken, we came to a, an agreement on the phone that we were quite and you picked out Robocop. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favourites. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what was it that made you want to pick this film? Um, well, I predominantly talk about horror movies. Um, so I wanted to talk about one of my favourite films that isn't a horror movie and... Um, Robocop's always in my top 10 list, so, um, you know, gives me a good chance to chat about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, it's funny for me, because I, uh, my sort of knowledge of the film, because I wasn't wasn't born when it came out, mm-hmm. but uh, but my knowledge of the film sort of growing up and everything was more, that there was a, a TV show. Yeah, there was, was, yeah. Yeah, and that was a bit more sort of, probably aimed at my sort of age range then, I guess. It was more family-friendly, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of it, yeah. And I remember having, like, toys and stuff on it, but I don't think I ever really watched the film growing up too often. Right. Well, it was what well, it was released in 1987, but... Yeah. I wouldn't have watched it in 87, but I certainly watched it before I was 12, um, which... Is somewhere between eighty-seven and ninety-two. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's sort of. I think it's certainly in my introduction to gore. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I was able to see it sort of relatively early in its cycle, and um, I've sort of enjoyed all RoboCop things since. Uh, I quite enjoyed that TV series that you're talking about, and um, I think there was another one after that that was a bunch of tv movies that are apparently quite good i haven't actually got around to those but... yeah i know there was like say you have you got two and three haven't you and then i think like say there's a few after that like that, that are um t- tv movies and stuff like mm, that yeah but um like I said, i've only ever i've only ever seen the first one um came back to it again last night and uh i, I enjoyed it a lot more than i remember as well i think possibly oh, right. okay I've come round to the films of uh of Paul Verhoeven a lot more than I probably, at least I probably understand them a little bit better now than I, than I used to at least. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Robocop's quite, um, quite the satire of a film, really. It's got a lot, it's got a lot of funny moments in it, um, you know, based around almost skipping away from the storyline and, um, with adverts and stuff like that. And, um, one of the things I like is that the news reporters seem to take everything in their stride. Nothing seems to, uh, even when the, the 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 worst stories and the happiest stories are told with exactly the same um, candor, and it's it's really great. I really I really like that part of it. Um, you know, aside from the fact that it is, well, it's very gory. I'm sure you'll admit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I, I gotta say, I quite like that. Like you say, that sort of 
deadpan reading that you get from the newsreaders on, on various different segments where, you know, whether it be the, the lightest fluff piece or it's like this terrible disaster has killed two former presidents. It's just always the same tone. It's always yeah. the same. Yeah, it's yeah. really good, that is. And, and like I say, the first, the first sort of, uh, I guess the first scene of the film almost, it's not quite the first scene, but it's with the sort of introduction of the Ed 209 and it, it mm. locks in, in the in the boardroom and it locks onto the guy and it just absolutely obliterates him. It just keeps going. And it's, very, like I say, very gory. And, uh, yeah, lets you know what you're in for, definitely straight away. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's sort of a funny scene that I, I always find. I mean, number one, like, why was it filled full of load, like live ammunition? That's ridiculous. Um, and number two, the fact that they start shouting, somebody get a paramedic, like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I had that on my uh, on my favourite lines of, like, yeah. uh, it's, it's literally just, just blowing this guy to pieces. Like this. And it's like, anyone want to call a goddamn paramedic? <laughs> yeah, it's, um... <laughs> yeah, very funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I also thought that the, uh, the Ed 209, I thought it looks great like the it's sort of stop motion and everything that they used mm. to bring it to life which i think was um phil tippett who like people might know from he did like a lot of work on the jurassic park films all right um but he also did uh, a film came out a year or two ago called mad god uh, which was entirely stop motion and is insane uh, you might like oh, that for your horror podcast a little bit more. It's... Yeah, no, my co-host had that in his um, top five of the year for last year. I still haven't got around to seeing it, um, uh, but but I really should. I think it's on Shudder, so yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get around to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very similar, sort of like that kind of. It's all stop motion. It's all very, very weird. But yes, um, so yeah, we'll set the set the scene then for for when RoboCop came out. So like, as you mentioned, it's uh, 1987. So we're 17th of July, right in the summer blockbuster season. Hmm. Um, so number one in the US when it came out was uh, Alone by Heart, which is not a song I'm familiar with. But, no. Uh, but uh, the number one in the UK was It's a Sin by the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, right. Okay. One that we probably do know, yeah. yeah um, the yeah. top of the US box office uh, when when it came out like the, the weekend before was a film I didn't even know existed, but it's a film called Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. Yeah. So, yeah. I, no, no, Revenge of the Nerds, obviously, I know about that one, but I, I didn't know they did a sequel, and I didn't know it got to number one in the box office, but there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think everything that was made in the 80s had a sequel. Yeah. Very, very few movies in that era that weren't weren't sequel bound. Um, it, if they made slightly more than their budget, um, and back then, you know, they kept budgets relatively low, so most movies did. And um, especially with the sort of boom of VHS around that sort of time as well, like yeah, definitely. Yeah, I suppose that that kind of uh, that definitely leans into more of the like you say the the horror films and stuff that you probably discuss on your other podcast. But uh, mm. well, every horror film from the eighties seemed to get a sequel pretty much, didn't it? Even if it went straight to video. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Um, so for me, like in 1987, I don't think uh, I would have been aware. I, I would have been aware of it, but I wouldn't have had a chance to see it because I wouldn't have been able to go to the cinema. And back in those days, you waited a couple of years for something to come out on home video. It wasn't, it wasn't like it is now where if you sit around for a couple of weeks, it's streaming. 
Um, so, yeah, you had to wait a long time. And then, of course, you know, back in the 80s and stuff, it was all about pirate pirated movies and stuff like that. Well, I think that's still big business these days. But, you know, everybody had a tape of something going around. Yeah. Um, so I remember I had friends who had seen it. And um, so I would have known... I, I, love people to tell me the plots of movies so i would just have someone tell me the plot of the entire movie um and then you know like i say i don't exactly know what year it would have been um and the only reason i know is because i saw it in my house that i was in before i turned to teenager so that's sort of why i got a vague idea of what year it was but um yeah i remember seeing it and it it, it blew me away um because i was that was all that was like when Arnold Schwarzenegger was at his, was yeah. at his, his biggest height. So, you know, we got to see Commando and Predator and all those, all those sort of movies. And, um, but Robocop was something different. It was significantly gorier. Um, and, um, it just, had, it just, it's just got a totally sort of different vibe about it that, that I always really liked. And I like now when I watch it, it's got this, this, odd mix of being futuristic and yet stuck in the past it's um yeah something i really enjoy about the movie um yeah well it's not i wouldn't say stuck in the past it's got an 80s vision of itself yet it's somewhat futuristic so it's quite strange yeah it has got that um i do know what you mean it is it, while it is very like in a way it's of its time in that like you say it is quite an 80s film in the way it's made and, and kind of a lot of like almost like the way sets were dressed and that kind of thing. But then also, mm. I mean, it's like, it's about a, a cyborg effectively, you know, who fights off another giant robot at one point and, and yeah. everything else. So um, yeah, I can, I can see your, your point with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just got this, um, well, you basically said that, but for example, like the police station is very, what you'd expect to see is an eighties police station. And yet later on when Robocop visits, um, the house where he used to live, it's got this virtual realtor. Um, and it's such a weird mix of like, Oh, this is futuristic, but this is exactly as you'd expect it to be. So yeah, it's really clever. It kind of has that. I mean, the film, I always think that sort of takes this to the, uh, I guess to the nth degree kind of thing is, um, is basically a film that Verhoeven went on to do. I think he did it next in Total Recall. Right, yeah. In in the, you know, it's very like, obviously it's futuristic. They're going to Mars. It's all, you know, aliens and everything else. But it's also like people are walking around in leg warmers and stuff like that. So it's still very 80s at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's still very, it's a very grimy, grimy yet futuristic. It's, it manages, certainly in Mars on that, it's like, the sort of ground level of Mars is basically what you'd expect to see sort of downtown, some greasy American place. Yet there's a lady in it with three boobs or the Johnny yeah. cab. Um, so yeah, it's got, he's good at doing that actually. Um, I want to say, I haven't seen that many Verhoeven's, but I think I have. And I'm always a big fan of what he does. Um, I love Starship Probably, Troopers. I was going to say Starship Troopers is another one that feels very, very similar to this, like say with its cutaways to the TV shows and, and that kind of thing. And it's uh, obviously it's out and out satire that probably people didn't seem to get at the time, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, well, uh, can I say, like you say, uh, what I've kind of mentioned a couple, a um, couple of famous scenes, I think, with the we've gone over have you got any other what are your favorite favorite scenes in the film um i like well no i don't like but i think the bit when murphy himself is shocked a bit is really really well done um how how they got that past um a sort of the the sort of board of oh i can't think what it is now the the sensor board yeah i've i've no idea i i i know that there is a rated and unrated version because I think in the unrated version, they actually do blow his arm off. Right. Yeah. That's probably the one I've seen. Cause you see yeah. the sort of bloody stump at one point. And... Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, so yeah, that, that whole scene's, that whole scene's done really well. And it's um, surprisingly heartfelt really, you know, it's just this. It's just this. Matt, this police officer who went into the situation, and he's and for the for want of a better word, he's surrounded by absolute psychopaths, and and they just shoot the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, it always surprised it always surprised me how long he actually manages to last in that situation. But I guess he wears body armor and stuff like that, so um, there is something to be said for that. But uh, yeah, that that scene will always stand out as being, um, you know, like one of the one of the big scenes. Um, one of the other ones, um, I really I really like um, when they are effectively building him, and you sort of see a RoboCop POV. Yeah, um, you see them sort of slowly putting him back back together, and. Uh, there's the bit where they talk about losing the good arm and, you know, and then they load up his sort of programming and stuff like that. It's, it's a really clever way of showing the building of RoboCop without spending too much time on it. Um, which I always liked about the movie. It doesn't mess about getting you to RoboCop, does it? It's like, this is what the film's about. You know, he's dead. This is what happened to him. You've got RoboCop and it. I don't. I should have written down the timings, but you're not far. It's not far in before you get to him. Um, I mean, there, I wouldn't say there's a lot of fat on the film at all. It's a pretty lean film, isn't it? It's it's fairly in and out. Does what it wants to do, and you know, it's no messing around. Full stop. No, it doesn't mess around at all. It doesn't mess around. It's. I, I mean, it works like um, for me. It works as like a pretty decent superhero film. It's got. It, it sets itself up nicely. He's got. He has his first night out. Where he stops some crimes with no problems whatsoever. Although I've noticed in that first series, first scene, he, he never actually manages to get around to arresting anybody. He just goes around kicking people's <laughs> asses. Like he kick, punches the one guy through the fridge and then just walks out. And I'm like, eh, don't you need to arrest that guy? <laughs> yeah, that's the. Uh, I, I know. I, I know. We'll, we'll get on to it in a minute, but it's got the great line of uh, "Your move, creep." Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because there's obviously then the bit with the rapists and um, yeah. you know he shoots through the skirt and it's all just like uh, I, I like that sort of build up where it just sort of clicks through like a superhero movie and then it sort of takes a more sort of darker turn when you know the drugs and some of the most awful people you know Clarence Boddicker for me is one of the better villains we've had in a while. Yeah, definitely. I think. Like I, said, I think it's a very good point that it, it does feel a lot like a um, 
like a superhero film. Like I say, it's got that kind of same sort of arc of, you know, the fall at the start and then the rise and, and everything else from that. And, uh, and like you say, Clarence and, uh, and Dick are two of the, uh, two of the best sort of villains you've got. Cause they've got that, obviously there's that brilliant twist in it sort of just before you get to, probably about halfway through to be fair, but we, before you get to the third act of like, you can't actually take them down because they were, you know, they've coded it into him that you can't be taken down, take down the, right. Yeah. The people from the company. So yeah, I think it's a really clever way that they did that. Yeah. It's, it, it, it keeps it, it keeps you on your toes and it doesn't, you know, end the film that, uh, there. And I think it, from that point, he does fight Ed 209, right? Um, I'm not saying, I don't know why I'm saying right, because he does. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's only one bit about this film that's always bugged me is, I don't mind Ed Turnan can't go downstairs. That That's that's fine. It's the, squee- the pig squealing. Um, when it can't get back up, it's like, you know, that's not a choice the machine made. That's a choice <laughs> the programmer put in. If this thing falls over, I want it to squeal like a pig. Why? Uh, I don't know. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's funny. It, it would be funny if that happens. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, that's a good point. It's funny that, because I picked up on that, and then I also picked up on uh, the bit uh, towards the end where, where uh, Clarence and... Murphy, Robocop, are fighting, hmm. and then Clarence stabs him, and there's like a really weird squeal scream that comes out of Robocop at the time, and I'm kind of like, what What was that all about? That's No human has ever made that sound, so. <laughs> Programmed in. Yeah, give definitely. It, give him a scream. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll just do as, you, do as I'm told. Um, yeah, so, but that's a, one of the things that sort of adds to the whole world of it. It's It's gross it's disgusting it's funny it's it's heroic it's it's got everything you'd want i i think um it's got one of the most frightening scenes in in movie history when the guy gets covered in toxic waste um yeah definitely some great effects on that as well with the yeah screaming for help and everything oh amazing yeah I remember seeing that uh, that scene always stood out to me more than any of the other ones in the in in the movie is like you know that's the one that stops you sleeping at night. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course yeah. it just explodes. Um yeah, the whole movie's really like um I could I, do you know what I could pick every single scene from the movie. Um because there are a couple of like I really love the the advert for the board game, which is nuclear war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the family just sitting around and they play it off for laughs and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, it has got like a a nuclear bomb because there's a mushroom cloud and it's like, <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Um, and I like the one for the car where there's a dinosaur and then. The car's bigger than the dinosaur, and it just sort of scoots off. Yeah, and I thought it was like, that's actually a good advert. I'd watch, you know, I'd be happy <laughs> to see that advert in general. So, was it there's something like the the five thousand SUX or something like that? I think yeah, it was something something like that. It's one of the thousands. Yeah, and it's just sort of like that's a weird name for a car, but yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just well, it's, a, it's a, essentially the six thousand sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, all right, and of course the uh, 
the recurring guy who keeps popping up. I don't, oh. I don't know if they're commercials or if it's like a TV show it's meant to be, but always surrounded by women in his famous line of, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it just stands out, doesn't it? Like uh, anyone who's seen that movie knows that line. Um, yeah. And it he's probably takes up about 30 seconds of the, of the movie in total. And yet it really stands out, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. I want to see that show. I want to know what's going on there. I mean, it just <laughs> seems like some sort of ramped up American Benny Hill, where he's just constantly surrounded by women covered in cream. And, um, you know, he'd buy that for a dollar. Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does make you wonder what on earth is going on in that show. <laughs> yeah. For certain. But, but I suppose essentially given this, given the way this movie is, it's probably something just weird. Or horrific. Yeah. <laughs> weird and horrific. Or, um, just, well, probably sexually awful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, one of the things I noticed in the film as well, and I guess like some of these guys were probably not quite that well known, but there's a lot of those sort of that guys, you know, people you sort of see in other films go, oh yeah, that guy, you know. So it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, number one is uh, Clarence is obviously Kurt Woodsmith, mm-hmm. who. Never really felt like he had the career that he probably should have after this. I don't think he ever really does this kind of thing again where he plays like a real arsehole. No, no. I think he's probably more famously known now for that 70s show. Yeah, I was going to say, because he was the dad in that, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah, and I think he's in the new one, the 90s show, because I think he's getting on for 80 or something. So He must be getting on a bit now, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, no, there's nothing. There's nothing else. Um, the other guy has, uh, as well, like you say, that guy. Um, oh, Miguel Ferreira. Yes, yeah, another one yeah. I've got down. Obviously, he does a lot of uh, David Lynch films and stuff like that. But he, uh, <laughs> he, he looks like he probably has one of the most enjoyable scenes to film in the entire film. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Until yeah. Clarence comes in and ruins his fun. <laughs> Very true, yeah. But he is someone you see pop up in loads of things, and he is definitely one of those. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, hundred you know, percent. You'll see him in a TV show, or he'll pop up in a film, and you go, "Hmm, I think he has done something." I want to say he's done something really like where he was the main character, but I can't. I can't think what that was now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying to think. Like I said, I know, he, I know he's in. Uh, like I say he's in Twin Peaks. I think he's in the new one as well but i know he, he's passed away now he passed away a few years ago and i think that was like one of the last things he did um but again i've probably seen him in about 100 films and you just kind of forget or you because you, you forget that he's in it or you just he pops up because the other one as well yeah. that i had for that was uh was ray wise who again another Twin peaks uh, person, but uh, he, he was one of the the goons from from Clarence's squad. I don't even know if he has a name or anything in it, because um, he's sort of just he's the guy who uses drops all the stuff on RoboCop at the end before. Uh, oh right, yeah, he does. He does. He does have a name in it. It's he's got like a sort of very very generic like Mexican name. Right. Okay. Um, that, can't remember what it is, but yeah, he does. He does. His name only pops up briefly when uh, RoboCop's going through um, the 
machine, you know, the sort of finding the people's rap sheets. Yes. And yeah, it's yeah. No, known accomplices. He's one of the known accomplices. Right, I see. <laughs> yeah. He meets his, uh, his demise at the end of the year. Uh exploding gun or whatever it is that, that <laughs> Officer Lewis has. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so I thought it was quite interesting that you've got you've got quite a few of those sort of uh let's say that guys as such in there as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean as a horror fan, I mean obviously I recognise Nancy Allen from lots of different horror movies that she was in. Probably more specifically, probably most famously for Carrie, in yeah. which she in which she was the really, really awful girl who is the one that covers carrying blood and essentially gets everyone killed. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Stroller broke the camel's back on that one, I suppose, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good film. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Agreed. Um, I got distracted for a second. <laughs> Because uh, I know she's in um, a film I saw, probably only saw the first time fairly recently, but uh, Blowout as well, which is yeah, yeah. Uh, another De Palma one, like you say, as, along with Carrie. Um, so, yeah, she's, she's kind of been around. She's quite famous for those films in the sort of late 70s, early 80s and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen her in anything recently, I must admit. Uh, apart from the Into the Darkness things. Yes, um, yes, the documentaries. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's... um. This was a different movie for her because she was very sort of the pretty girl and, um, you know... I mean, admittedly, she was the bitchy girl in Carrie, but uh, in this, she's very action, action woman. She's not... She's not... And I don't think there are. Well, no, I tell a lie. I've I've, I've just said a lot. I, I, I was going to say I don't think there are any women in this that are particularly like um, sexual sort of. But obviously there are. But she's not. She's played as a serious police officer. She's not a love interest. You know, she that's a really good character. Um, I mean, if if it wasn't for all the obviously like robotic enhancements or anything, she's absolutely the equal to Officer mm. Murphy. The yeah, fact right. That she, fact that she doesn't run into the trap effectively means she's probably actually better than him as well <laughs> yeah well i mean she gets her ass kicked before then so well true by looking at a willy <laughs> well, who, who can blame her <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i think i kind of i know we, we mentioned about like we'll do the the sort of best quotes or anything i think i've kind of mentioned most of mine there because i've got uh your move creep um, I'd buy that for a dollar. I quite like Clarence's line at the start where they're in the getaway and he turns to one of his henchmen just before throwing him out of the, the van and says, can you fly, Bobby? Yeah, that's got that one written down. Can you fly, Bobby? Yeah, I, I, I like that one. Um, I mean, this movie for me has got loads of stuff in it. I like, um, I like the guy who takes out Lewis and he, he's like, Partner was upstairs. She was sweet. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like him. He's got some really, really good lines in it. Um, there's one really early doors where um, there's two lawyers or something arguing with the police captain, and one of them was going, going, come on, attempted murder. It's not like he killed the guy. And which <laughs> really, I really like it as a line. There's a lot of that just uh, like 
knocking around. Um, and for some reason, I really like Cecil. I don't know why. There's just this weird background character. See, this really nerdy police officer, like, what are you even doing here? (laughs) In what seems to be the hardest precinct in the world, you've just got this one one guy knocking around Cecil. Um, Sorry, that's not a that's not a famous line from this, but uh... no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It is funny as well because, like you mentioned about the, the hardest precinct or whatever. I don't know. Obviously, it's this dystopian film, but it, it's never actually made me want to visit Detroit. No, no, I don't think there is anything in Detroit really. It's, it's, it's the Motor City. Is that Detroit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Motown. Yeah. That's where it's the birth of Motown, isn't it? But um, oh, well, maybe it is nice then. Pre- pre- presumably, they prefer to be known as that as opposed to the film from RoboCop. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, no, I think I think you've said most of the the really great stuff. I think I could probably sit through and go through loads of the lines, but I don't think we need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say the only other one I'd got written down was uh, "Dead or Alive, You're Coming with Me," which I think is just kind of great poster line, great you know, iconic. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of my favourite posters, actually, and I like the tagline of part man, part machine, all cop. Definitely, yeah. It's a great, great tagline. Um, so, yeah, I, I, have you got anything else you wanted to, to go over on the? Oh, the music. I really like the theme tune, actually. Okay, I really yeah. like the, the, the theme to Robo. Robo? Just, just Robo. <laughs> um, I like the main theme, but I like... Um, at one point, he get he's getting shot by the police, and he's getting blasted and blasted and blasted, and the the RoboCop theme turns into a sort of more uh, it, it sort of swells a bit, and uh, I really like it when they when they do that. But it changes itself up a bit here and there, all over the place. So I really like that sort of, um, I guess, the soundtrack. Really, it's 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 iconic for me. That one, um, yeah. Oh. So I'm going to try and pronounce this now, but I'm definitely going to get it wrong. So it's Basil Polidris. Polidris. I'm not if sure. you say so. Yeah, sure. Um, apparently, he also did uh, Red Dawn, Conan the Barbarian, Hunt for Red October, and came back for Starship Troopers as well. Oh, good. Oh, you, Actually, well, the Starship Troopers theme is very, very similar to Robocop. Yeah, you can, um, you can join the dots on that one, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, well, like you said earlier, the Starship movies, ship troopers movies, very similar to Robocop anyway, especially given those sort of cuts to propaganda. Really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's good, good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like I say, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with with getting to rewatch this one because I think it was always a film I always liked, but I'd never, I never really thought too much about it, but I, I really enjoyed rewatching it and uh it's definitely gone up in my estimation. Good, I'm glad. Yeah. So um we'll kind of move on then from from the film of uh, the podcast to our top five. So obviously we sort of came together and thought about the top fives we could do for this one and we, we kind of we started off with like cyborg films but then we kind of expanded it to to robot films because it gave us a little bit more to play with, basically. Mm. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll start with yours. What have you got in number five? 
Uh, number five for me is Real Steel from 2011. Okay, interesting. Which is essentially Rocky with with robots. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I sort of I, I sort of like the whole idea. I right? like the design of the robots. I like um, that sort of robot boxing culture, and I it always gets me in my heartstrings. And the in the last fight when uh, Hugh Jackman's boxing for the the robot. Uh, whose name I've forgotten off the top of my head now, but it, not that it matters. Um, and it's just, it's just really good. It just really like it. It pulls at my heartstrings. It looks great. Um, it's got a nice story between dad and son. Um, and yeah, it just built. It just builds a nice world. Uh, yeah, really. I mean, I love Rocky anyway, so I'm a sort of sucker for anything that's a bit similar. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. It's one I've uh, I've not seen that one actually. To be fair, it was it kind of just passed me by, I guess, at the time when it came out. I think it um, passed a lot of people by. Yeah, so I'm probably not alone in that. But um, always looked quite good. Always, I know I quite like Hugh Jackman. You're selling it to me by the Rocky comparisons, so yeah, I, I might have to check that one out. Yeah, you should. Um, so in my number five, I've got a film from 2014 called Ex Machina. Oh, right, yeah. I toyed with having that on my list, yeah. Yeah, so kind of all about basically whether robots can, can pass for humans. Um, got a really, I think it's a really great Oscar Isaac performance in there. Um, mm-hmm. There's this sort of creepy, weird, effectively effectively like a Zuckerberg-esque type person. But um, but yeah, and, and then I say Alicia Vikander plays the, the android robot, whatever you want to call it, uh, in this one. Uh, yeah, and, and also to be fair, I it's um it's by Alex Garland, and I've got like a huge like love in with everything Alex Garland seems to do. I liked Men that came out last year. I don't think anybody else liked it, but I quite liked Men. I liked Men. Okay, that's all right then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, what what have you got at number four? Well, I, I'm gonna go for a horror movie, 1986, Chopping Mall. Interesting. Um, okay, yeah. Which um, has got no chopping in it at all. Um, so it's a really, really great uh, title. Uh, so Chopping Mall essentially is a mall that is being se- securityed. That is not even right. Ah, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> by uh, the by, these sort of uh, new experimental robots that um, that just end up going a bit loopy. Um, it's a really, really silly movie, um, and the robots are essentially knockoffs of Johnny Five from Short Circuit, who we'll get to later. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I just, I just really enjoy it. It's a sort of movie that uh, it knows how silly it is. Um, it's got plenty of sort of decent kills in it for as far as horror movies go. But as I say, it knows how silly it is. Um, and it's just a really enjoyable romp. I think it's only about an hour and 20 as well. So you just zip through it. Um, just have a great time. And every time the robots kill, kill somebody, they say, thank you. Have a nice day, which <laughs> brilliant touch. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's an interesting one. It's another one I've not seen. Um, 
I'm only really familiar with it because, as you mentioned that before, those In Search of Darkness documentaries. All right. Um, so I have seen two of them. I haven't watched the third one fully yet, uh, but it's kind of and then effectively sitting there watching that documentary for any kind of uh, any films that you haven't seen. Effectively, it's just like adding it to a watch list for yourself because you're just like, oh, that one looks pretty good. Yeah, okay. I like, and so it's on my watch list because of that documentary, and I kind of. I saw, like you say, saw the the fact that it's called Chopping Mall, and I'm pretty sure they use like lasers and stuff. So they do use lasers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so my uh, number four I got is uh, Terminator. I'm sure everyone, right. everyone's heard of that. Everyone's seen that. It's the iconic uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger film from 1984. Obviously, he plays a a robot with human skin sent back in time to kill Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't got a lot to say on Terminator. I guess in this one, it, I might even have an episode devoted to Terminator in, entirely. I'm sure at some point, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, it's a great movie. I might talk about it myself later. Oh, okay, <laughs> we'll park that there then. <laughs> we'll move on to your number three then. All right. So my number three um, is also 1986. Um, a short circuit. Okay. Yeah. Um, which essentially is chopping mall, except that um, it's a bit nicer. So um, chopping mall meets ET. A military robot gets struck by lightning and then becomes basically sentient. Um, It's just a fun film. Um, It sits nicely from my childhood. Um, There are some parts of it that have not aged very well. Um, well, basically a sort of Italian American playing an Indian, which (laughs) (laughs) it's not the only offender of that from Hollywood back then. No, no, no. He's. I think sometimes you have to sort of forgive it, really. You know, um, because otherwise you just have to cancel certain decades. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Basically. So I, I always really like Short Circuit. I just find it to be uh, just a good fun romp definitely yeah i agree with that one yeah um the number three i've got uh still in the 80s uh is blade runner oh yeah yeah so uh obviously kind of all about again i guess kind of a theme i put together but it's again about you know can robots pass for humans and that kind of thing um which a bit different than RoboCop, which is a human-turned-robot, but there you go. Um, so, yeah, obviously Harrison Ford, kind of classic, based on the Philip K. Dick novel. Uh, everybody should see Blade Runner. I guess that's the, <laughs> that's my, uh, my synopsis on that one. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a chalk-and-cheese movie, isn't it, Blade Runner? It, it, people either really love it or, or they don't like it at all. Um I saw it years ago before I was sort of really like into enjoying film. So I should watch it again. Um, yeah. Uh, you're definitely right on that. Cause there was uh, nearly a domestic dispute in my household when I watched it with my wife and she just didn't like it whatsoever. So <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it is definitely one of those pol- polarizing movies. Yeah. percent. Um, yeah. And it's, it's weird for a critically acclaimed film, really, isn't it, to be so polarizing? But I guess 
I say, I suppose you can't please everyone, can you? That's the thing. No, you can't please everyone, no. Um, So what have you got your number two? Right, my number two is... Yeah, I might be cheating, so you'll have to tell me if I'm cheating, and I'll and I'll hang my head in shame. Um, but I have gone for upgrade, which I haven't written down the year for, which was stupid. Twenty twenty eighteen. I was going to say seventeen. So yeah, I was close. Uh, I was close. Yeah. yeah I, so I'll allow that. I think. Yeah. So essentially, a man gets. Um, is it shot or in a car accident? I can't remember now. He's shot. I'm sure it becomes a whole, shot, like, yeah. Yeah, a whole plot, um, and then a a scientist puts sort of an AI system into him, really, that sort of takes control of his body, um, and it's got some really, really great action sequences, gore again, um, and it just, um, I just think it's really, really great. Um, it's a movie that the ending I don't care for too much because it's a bit too Black Mirror. Um, and not that I, not that I don't like Black Mirror. Um, yeah, I but, know exactly what you mean though. It is very knowing, very sort of. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> exactly that expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really, really, I really enjoyed Upgrade. I remember seeing it at the cinema and just being like, "Wow, that was amazing." And then it's one of those films I would go out on my way to recommend to other people. Like, oh, you've got to watch this. It's brilliant. It's, um, a, it's a great one for that as well, because there's probably not that many people that have seen it. I, I don't feel like it's, you know, it wasn't absolutely huge. It wasn't everywhere. So there's probably, you know, a lot of people who haven't seen it. And you can just go, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's you should watch that one. It's great. It's got a budget Tom Hardy in. Well, <laughs> there is that thing, isn't there, about it's the Venom film we never actually got. Yeah, yes, that's true, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's an interesting point. And uh, by the same guy who did the original Saw film as well, isn't it? Or at least he wrote it's it. Lee, Lee Winnell, yeah, him and um, the other guy, oh, James Wan. James Wan, yeah. Yeah, they came together in like for Saw, and then, uh, yeah, he did this, and uh, sort of done by Blumhouse, so, yeah, why not? I suppose it's another one because people probably saw uh, Invisible Man, right? Yeah, yeah. It's his, his film that he came up came with later, so it's probably one of them that you can go. Oh, if you like that, you'll probably like this. You know, that is yes. a good movie. That Invisible Man. I really like them both. I'm I'm very much looking forward to whatever Mr. Winnell's got next up his sleeve. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's actually yeah one of the one of the good horror, horror directors. One of the one of the ones to look at. Um, yeah, I agree. I think so. If I let you have upgrade for your film, um, I'm going to hope you let me have this because it's not specifically about robots, but it's kind of prominently got a robot in it, um, and that's Alien. Well, right, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so yeah, um, obviously the film is about. Uh, surviving in space where an alien, a killer alien has got on board your spacecraft, basically. Um, but it's the, the classic by Ridley Scott. Um, on one of the, the twists, I guess it's a spoiler for a film that's like 45 years old now. So I feel like I can get away with it. But uh, is that Ash, it turns out to be a robot. And 
you know, you know, you can't trust anything he said basically from there on. But it's it's a great twist in the film. He's got some really obviously there's some great gore in that film, full stop, but there's some great mm. effects with him with his head and everything. Um and I absolutely love that. But I think that that's a really iconic moment in that. So I figured I could get away with sneaking in Alien for this list. Absolutely, absolutely. He's got, I think that Ash has got the most brutal scene in it. You know, you take out the Alien. There's a bit where he tries to kill Sigourney Weaver, Weaver by shoving a rolled up magazine in her throat. Yeah. Um, and that to me, that's the most brutal scene of the whole film. Uh, because there's, there's something really just aggressive about it, and um, you know, like I always say this on 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 my podcast, like anything that you can have some sort of familiarity with, like like that's when it really gets you. Like so, yeah, it's really um, he's a great character in that, and as I say, stands out, really stands out. Yeah, good stuff. Would be an interesting one for anyone who's only seen Ian Holm in like the Lord of the Rings films, for example, or something like that. Yeah. You just yeah. think, that, oh, look, look at little old Bilbo now. Yeah, that bit where he gets angry for a little bit. You can have well, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that blown up, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, what's your, I guess we're down to our number one. So what's your number one? Well, no surprise, it's the Terminator. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Terminator, nineteen eighty four. Um, I mean, I kind of love that all that franchise, and I'd essentially probably have Terminator two. And while I'm here, and if people are listening, you should go watch Dark Fate. That's pretty good. Um, really got buried to Dark Fate, which was a shame because it's probably just about the third best Terminator film. Um, but anyway, talking about the Terminator nineteen eighty four, for me, it I love it because it's a horror film. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got this amazing, uh, uh, well, Arnold does such a good job as the Terminator in this. Like he really does a great job of being this absolute unstoppable monster. Um, and there's never any debate in the movie about whether he's a, a guy playing a machine. He's just a machine in the film. Um, I know that it, there's a lot of talk about like what Arnold brought to this and what James Cameron brought to it and uh, different different things, but I know essentially Arnold was like, you know, the machine has to be exactly like that, like a machine, you know. When he's loading um, guns, he shouldn't be looking at the uh, at the gun. It should just be like exactly like uh, like a machine. He just does such a good job in it. And it, again, it's got some really brutal stuff. People don't remember i don't think about that police uh, station scene but he really really kills a lot of people there um and essentially kills someone a mom and all kinds of things so yeah it's um it's a good film it's a good film I, we watched it recently and the only problem i've got with it is i didn't realize how much of an exposition dump kyle reese is <laughs> every time they stop he's like here's some exposition for you <laughs> well, I never realized it until just recently because because the way that they do it it's like it it just keeps the movie clicking over it's not like it stops to dump exposition on you but it really is <laughs> that's fair um but yeah it's funny actually because i i had i think i had the terminator on one of the previous lists i did and i guess i had on it at the time sort of questioned me and sort of you know the the sort of consensus about 
is two better than one and stuff like that. And I kind of, I just always shine a little bit more on one, I guess mm. you're probably the same. Me too. Just in terms of, it's just a bit different. Now, I love Terminator 2. I think Terminator 2, again, is one of the best films ever made. But the fact that number one has the biggest star as the villain, it's kind of, you know, it's it's almost, I don't know. It's, it's not something that's very done very often anyway, especially at the time. And, yeah. um, and like you say, it was just very unafraid of being what it was at the time. Yeah, yeah. It's a tricky one with that with the sequels because it's the same with Alien and Aliens and I don't I don't think you should essentially pick between the two because they are massively different movies. And the same is for Terminator as well. Terminator is a horror film, a sort of almost it follows style horror film and uh, Terminator 2 is a Hollywood action block, blockbuster and you know again like I say Alien and Aliens is essentially the same same franchise completely different movies yeah it's got to be a connection with the with jim cameron in there as well obviously he did both yeah. the terminators but he did do aliens and kind of figures uh, if i could turn one franchise into a action film maybe i can do it again <laughs> oh, I, I yeah. bet just maybe that doesn't work cause i'm pretty sure aliens came out before terminator 2 but oh well uh, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and also I think I agree with you that Dark Fate is the third best Terminator film, but also oh, I don't think that that's a big statement. No, but I, th- I think it's just about, as far as I'm concerned, at least continues on the story in a way that I feel is is good. You know, obviously everyone knows Terminator 3 is bad, um, and there was the... Is it Salvation, which I didn't the, like? The, the, yeah, it was very just bland, I think, that one. And I didn't see Genesis. I I didn't hate Genesis, um, but it is a bit too, like, there's far too much going on. Um, too many twists and turns. I, I just remember that one of them was in the trailer, and I was like, I, I don't, why, why have you done this? But yeah, so uh, my number one, again, probably a little bit of a cheat. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. It's got robots in it, so uh, that's Empire Strikes Back. All oh, right, yeah, okay, I, yeah. I mean, what we kind of didn't know at the time, but the, the main villain is all robot or nearly all robot anyway. R two D two and C three P O, they're robots. I don't know. I just love Star Wars. Obviously, you can tell by the name of the podcast. Um, <laughs> I did I, think about doing Star Wars anyway. I was going to pick Star Wars for cyborgs because. Um, I'm pretty sure C-3PO um, refers to himself as being a cyborg. Human cyborg relations. He does, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so yeah. We'll, we'll get in. Yes. <laughs> um, Empire Strikes Back. Again, one of the best films ever made. Um, I, I, I don't know what to tell people. If they've not seen it, seek it out. Yeah, you should get out and see it. Yeah, yeah. But Star Wars has been great for droids anyway. Um, robot robots, if you like, anyway. I mean... I like the I like New Hope when there's that little weird one that goes along going. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, uh, it doesn't doesn't seem to have any actual purpose. It just does that. I mean, um, yeah. If we're getting into the into the the weeds, you know, you've got the the mouse droids and the gonk droids and the R five D four blows his motivator. He's got he's got a, he's got a bad motivator. And to be fair, haven't we all? 
Yeah, no, my motivator's knackered. If it, if it was me, mine would explode as well, probably. Um, but yeah, no, that's I, I I really think that's a well. I mean, Empire is is what it is. It's fantastic. Um, I hope one day to be able to get my son to sit down and actually watch it. But uh, for now, his attention span isn't. I think he'd probably enjoy some of the newer movies, but you know, there's part of me that's like, no. <laughs> You must enjoy you the must best ones. Watch, you must watch these first. I refuse to let you watch Kylo Ren. <laughs> How old is your son, you mind me asking? Uh, seven. Okay. He's getting there. He's get he's getting there, but you know, um the youth of today have, have only got how long's a TikTok? 15 seconds. That's how long their attention span is. That's how long their attention span is. So Fair. if I could show him Star Wars as a TikTok, maybe it would work. It's going to break it up into 15 second chunks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That might work. No, I think he'd be, I, I think we, we, we're getting there with it, but uh, it's just a case of sitting down and watching them. And uh, yeah. Very good. Um, I, I don't know if I, uh, so I did have a, an honorable mention as well. I don't know if you had any, Sort of others that you considered are putting in there. Uh, I, well, I was. Um, I thought the remake of Child's Play was good, um, and essentially the the Chucky in that is a robot. Um, but it was never going to make it into my um, into your five in into my five. But um, I did. Um, I did really enjoy that movie in terms of, especially what they did with it. Um, it was something completely, not completely different, but it was different from Child's Play. In fact, I wish they'd never called it that. Right, yeah. Um, but I, and I know they only really did it um, because, um, well, just to get people to watch it. That's the only reason. Um the most recent Mithrigan or Megan or whatever you want to call it. That was pretty close um, on my list, yeah. Yeah, that was that was good. That was clever. Um, there was one more, which my... Well, I've, I, I sort of did think of Transformers, the movie, you know, the, uh, the 80s cartoon. Oh, yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, Oh, what else? There was another one, uh, Flight of the Navigator. But I wasn't quite sure if the if it was a robot in Flight of the Navigator or not. Um, I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. I'm not seeing Flight of the Navigator. That's uh, it's all good. right. Okay. You know the the watch list that we've all got. It's about a mile long. It's on there somewhere. So. Um... Oh, the dreaded watch list. <laughs> yeah. Thing is, I end up usually watching something that isn't on my watch list. Somehow, you manage to find something that isn't on there, don't you? And you go, "How? What, how have I done this? Why have I done this to myself?" But yeah, I know the pain. No, but there was quite a lot that I was that I was looking through. I really like specific specific Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, I mean, I quite like Specific Rim as well. But um, <laughs> you know, it's for a different podcast, I suppose. That one. <laughs> yeah. No, there are there are there are loads of things. Um, I guess the, the only one we have, I think we've got, oh, I've got that we probably haven't mentioned at least anyway was uh, Ghost in the Shell. Right, yeah, yeah. Sort of uh, mid yeah. mid nineties uh, anime film, all about sort of cybernetically enhancing cops, effectively again. 
going with the theme of the episode, I suppose. Um, but yes, it's a brilliant film. Um, it kind of has a lot of a lot of that kind of thing that I think Robocop plays with a little bit about, you know, losing your humanity in, in robotics and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that was the anime one, not the, the remake. Talk, talking of films, talking about originals on this podcast, not remakes. Yeah, fair enough. There must be some <laughs> remakes that are good. Almost, almost certainly, but not Ghost in the Shell and not Robocop. So, No, that Robocop remake was awful. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know how they managed to ruin that. Uh, oh, yeah, oh well. fully in agreement there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming on. You're welcome. Um, do you want to give your plugs? Where can people find you? Yes, I, I do. <laughs> you can find me at Creative Psychopaths, which is a horror movie podcast where each week we create a horror sandwich. So we have a film filling surrounded by two slices of chatty horror goodness, which sometimes are horror adjacent. Um because it's not always easy to come up with new subjects. Um, but you can find us on all the, um, <laughs> what are they called? Podcast apps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. That, that was, What a great plug. And uh, we're all over the social medias as well. So, um, yeah, come along and visit us. Um, and um, well, you're welcome to come along too at some point. Yes, I might take you up on that, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, like I say, I'm uh, Twitter, where you can get me, Twitter, at AaronLewis33, and then it's Last Jedi on the left on Instagram and Letterboxd. Uh, it's generally generally the best places to get hold of me. Um, but, like I say, th- thanks for coming on. and uh, Thanks for having me. See you n- until next time. Yeah, bye. Nailed, nailed that, didn't I? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>